okay, we get it. You're God's favorite. That's cute. Like, enjoy being the favorite. Stop being a busybody for once. <laughs> everyone this is alex and this is m welcome to the latest episode of the good the bad the basic this is the podcast for tv lovers movie buffs and binge watchers of all ages on this podcast we'll discuss what we loved what we hated and what's just a bit problematic about the tv and movies that we're addicted to and a bit of rewriting where necessary you can join the gbb family at patreon.com forward slash good bad basic to support our regular content Today we're discussing the back half of Fox slash Netflix's hit fantasy police procedural Lucifer, based on the hit DC Comics character Lucifer Morningstar abandons hell for the city of Angels and becomes a successful nightclub owner in LA. During his tenure on Earth, Lucifer becomes a civilian consultant to the LAPD, helping to solve crimes. The Prince of Darkness became a crime fighter and falls in love, but was this portrayal enough to charm audiences? Stay tuned. Stay tuned indeed. All right. If you guys are coming back uh, from last season, welcome back. If you are not, please go and listen to last week's episode. Um, Here are some critical details about Lucifer. The series is classified as an occult detective fiction urban fantasy, police procedural, and comedy drama. It was developed by Tom Kapinos. It's based on characters from the Sandman series by DC Comics, which were written by Neil Gaiman, Sam Keith, and Mike uh, Dringenberg. Lucifer was released from January 25th, 2016 through September 10th, 2021. It aired on the Fox Network for seasons one through three and Netflix on season for seasons four through six for a total of six seasons and 93 episodes. The series stars Tom Ellis as Lucifer Morningstar. He's our protagonist. Lauren German as Chloe Decker, a homicide detective for the LAPD and his love interest. Kevin Alejandro as Daniel Espinosa, a.k.a. Dan, Chloe's ex-husband, also a homicide detective. D.B. Woodside as Amandiel, Lucifer's eldest sibling. Leslie Ann Brandt as Lucifer's right-hand woman. Scarlett Estevez as Beatrice Espinosa, a.k.a. Trixie, Chloe and Dan's daughter. Rachel Harris as Dr. Linda Martin, Lucifer's psychotherapist and the mother of Amandiel's son. Kevin Rankin as Malcolm Graham a deceased homicide detective brought back to life to kill Lucifer. Amy Garcia as Ella Lopez, a forensic scientist for the LAPD. Trisha Helfer as the goddess, AKA mum, a mother of Lucifer, Amendiel, and God's exiled wife, and overall goddess uh, of all creation. 
let's see last but not least we have uh inbar lavi as eve the world uh, the well the world's first mother uh and brianna hildenbrand as rory an angel seeking revenge on lucifer so these are our major players in this back half now in season three lucifer had 26 episodes but they they shrank considerably when the series went over to netflix which was in season four season four only has 10 episodes um but i'm just gonna go on the record right now and say i think those 10 episodes of season four were doing a lot more than the 26 episodes of season three <laughs> yeah so lucifer is one of those shows like you like the mindy project um and others that benefited from just sort of this wild, wild west that we're in of, like, the streaming era. So after the third season, the show is airing... The show is airing on Fox, those first three seasons, and then after the third season, Fox cancels the show. And I'm going to be real, like, I get it. I totally get why Fox cancels the show. I mean, in my opinion, like, third season was really hard to get through because, like, I think third season becomes, like, really mind-numbing in, like, a really serious way for me. Like, I do, I I really start, like, not enjoying the show um, in that that third season in a really serious way. And so, and, and not in that, like, I think has anything to do with the premise. I think it's just, like, to me, the show is boring. Like, it is every police procedural, but people really love the show. People love the show, and so Netflix picks it up. And once you get into this fourth season, there is a big shift. There's a huge, big shift and difference in in this show once it's on Netflix. Like you said, there is... Uh, less um there are less episodes and i think that helps it i think in a huge way and then also the things that i've been desiring from the show i think from the beginning are the things that the show finally starts to do um there's a lot of because one of my chief issues about i think something that i that came to me like you know in the back half of the third season i was like for a show that's literally called Lucifer and is about the devil, there's a lot of, you know, it's it's very white. It's a pretty white show. <laughs> like, it's very white. It's very, like, um, like, sexless. It's very, like, like, queerless. It's, like, it's all the things that, like, if we're thinking about, if the idea is to think about the, uh, the like humanity or like have a I, a conversation about all of the things of humanity it you know there's a lot that's to be desired and that changes in season four season four there's like way more sex there's like granted like no one's actually you don't see any of it but there's still a definitely i think a a tepidness but like it's way more sex way more like i think fun there's like way more jokes there's you know we finally like Granted, I, I think the show still ultimately struggles, like in the queer, in the queerness of it all. But I mean, at least we get like a woman, like 
with Eve in a uh, magazine, we get like this uh, women love women relationship. Um, and it, it to me, it markedly improves. I agree. The show improves drastically. I think a lot of shows benefit from being sized down because I think it forces the writers to focus on certain plot points and certain themes that are, you know, must see and not just throw in anything that pops into their heads. Like I want people, I want writers of TV shows to understand that these are not novels. We don't want all of this. Just give us the good stuff and uh, throw the rest away. And I agree the show got much better as well as much easier to follow once it got sent to Netflix. And granted, like it, it improves a lot, like in terms of like being interesting, but I don't know that it improves, but like the, the problems of the series that are fundamental are, I mean, are still there. So with season four, we sort of open uh, with, this we open with um lucifer we open like with one of those like musical numbers that like i really dislike but uh it is about we it's like your standard um run-of-the-mill you know case that's happening we're very much i think actually put in like a like a ground zero in terms of the the opening in season four um honestly season four could almost function as a the opening and the opener of season four in terms of like just the episode i think could almost function as like another pilot in a sense um and if you're out there and you like want to watch the show but you don't actually want to watch the first three seasons i would recommend you start from season four episode one because like it is sort of like a reintroduction it does feel a lot like a reintroduction into this world and these characters and every all the goings ons um in anything that is sort of like a going plot point i think you can pretty much pick up but we open up and there's like lucifer is being held gun at gunpoint by somebody who's broken into his club and he's singing one of those musical numbers and he um and we just and we sort of you know go through you know the mechanics of the episode it's your standard case of the week um lucifer and chloe have to solve the case uh type episode um we come where i think by now uh the doc lucifer's therapist who is doctor what's her name linda linda martin Oh, yeah, Dr. Linda Martin, she is, like, in a relationship with Amandile, and um, she's sort of counseling Amandile. She's also counseling uh, Magazine, who is Lucifer's right hand and a, a demon, as well as um, Chloe herself. And, you know, it, like I said, it's standard. There's a problem. Chloe and Lucifer investigate uh, and then they save the day. And that's how we sort of kick off season four with this larger plot point at the end that will be something that's driving us throughout the season, which is that Lucifer is like finally honest with her or she finally has comes to like a true understanding that he's the devil 
and she goes to a priest. Chloe goes to a priest to um, figure out how to deal with that. And thus this whole prophecy thing is kicked off. Right. Um, real quick, um, I have to throw some shade at Linda, Mar- Linda, Dr. Linda Martin. It's long overdue. Besides the fact that counseling all these people is a huge conflict of interest, she becomes involved with Emmendale at the end of season three and later in the season gives birth to his son. I, I don't think I need to talk about how unethical this is. Once again, therapists and mental health providers are portrayed so horribly on television. All right, continuing on. Yes, Chloe is working with a priest to take down Lucifer now that she understands that he's a devil. The feelings that she has for him are still very much there, however. And he's thinking that they're in a good place because he's finally been completely honest. And I believe he's shown her his demon face by now, yes? Yes, I think that's what, like precipitates it yes okay so obviously there's a lot of subterfuge happening here um lines are being crossed there's there's betrayal in the mix and i do see uh the season four's pilot or season four's opening episode almost as a pilot in and of itself i would still recommend watching at least the first half of season one just so that you can properly see how lucifer and Maze's relationship and lucifer and chloe's relationship were set up but honestly you don't need anything else from the other seasons and it feels terrible to say that but you really don't yeah um you don't i agree with that hardcore um they're, they're not giving what they should have been giving period um and we have really interesting characters like Lucifer's mom, who's not even a major character. Like, she's not a principal character. So it's like, you know, there's there's nothing there for you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so Chloe goes on sabbatical. And she starts working with this priest. Gosh, what is his name again? Oh, my God. Don't even ask me. It's like Father somebody. Um, hold on. Father Kinley. Father Kinley. Yeah. Yes. Um... And so she starts working with Father Kinley, uh, and they agree that they were going to work together to send Lucifer back to hell, which is ironically what his brother was trying to do all of season one and two. Um, also, uh, Chloe becomes afraid of her daughter's relationship with Maze because, you know, she knows what they are. She knows that this is a demon, and she doesn't want her daughter around this bad influence. Um, meanwhile, in episode two, Linda finds out that she's pregnant. So, yeah, there's a lot going on there. Um, I can't stress enough that you cannot be someone's therapist and their lover at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's one of those tropes that, like, no one quite thinks out. And, um, of, like, the... And and that's not to say, like, I don't mind a story where like the therapist is fucked up but like i think it's but like that's fine if the therapist is fucked up but um you can't be fucked up with your patients you know what i mean uh the and i feel like people know the difference i don't know yeah i think linda could have worked also if she's just their fun friend who like gave advice who gives gives really good advice you know yeah that would have been a better take for um Also, like, 
so the show portrays her as like a good therapist and i think that's the crux of my problem because when i i think about a good portrayal of a bad therapist that's already presented that way to the audience i think of dr nikki from the first season of you right we already knew that he was on some bullshit we already knew that he wasn't a good person we already knew that uh, he knew what he was doing with Beck was wrong. And then in season two, when Forty goes to visit him in prison, he admits that he had done this with other patients. And he had violated so many people and violated his authority and his position, right? And him staying in prison was atonement for that. It's one thing if you show me that the therapist is just not a good person. It's another altogether to be like, yeah, they're a good person, but they're violating this enormous boundary. <laughs> Right, like these are their practices, like are corrupt. Um, yeah, hopefully, I don't know. That's just one of those things. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the fix is. It's, I guess, the fix is write better therapists or like have a better delineation in terms of like what's appropriate with your patients and what's not. Chloe's gonna take. Lucifer, Lucifer to Hell thing is is what's driving the season. Um, all the while, like you said, Lucifer thinks they're they're all good, and in fact, not just all good, but that like, you know, getting on the road to actually having this relationship happen. Which, by the way, I just it's four seasons. If it hasn't happened, I feel like as a show, you decide. Like, in terms of, and listen, I know, like, there is no barrier to, like, stands. Like, stands have no barrier. But I think in a good-paced show, like, you, if the couple, if the, your main couple of will they, won't they have not gotten together yet, like, then they, then you shouldn't put them together. Like, fourth seed, like, this is too late. Like, what is there, what is there as an engine driving me to give a shit about, like, where this couple is is or is not going to get together? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A good show that does it is Good Wife. Alicia kisses Will at the by mid-first season. At mm-hmm. least a kiss. Um, you know, Raphael, like, there's, like, a whole, like, four-episode arc where they're sort of, like, into it. Um, granted, Jane, nobody's Jane the Virgin, but like, I, I, that was another thing. I was like watching, I was watching this season. I was like, oh, <laughs> like you want to put these two together? And it's funny, like, it kind of dawned on me, not even through what I was seeing, but the dialogue that I was like, oh, they think Lucifer and Chloe are like romantically interested in each other, and I was like. And I was kind of like, huh? Because there's nothing, like, happening <laughs> between those two leads. And it's nothing that the show has particularly seemed invested in. It really felt like they were like, oh, yeah, like, we should, this should, this is it. I guess. Friend. I think the thing I that bothered me with Lucifer is that I felt his relationship with Chloe or the way that it was progressing was too timid, too chaste too many things that I don't associate with the Prince of Darkness. (laughs) Yeah. And I, it was just bad. Like you can, I don't know. These are just, yeah. And I think that's it. It's like the leads have like good, like buddy cop chemistry, 
Mm. But they do not have, like, good romantic chemistry. I'm going to have to agree with that. Um, And like I said, I've seen Tom Ellis in interviews. And honestly, I'm going to put the blame on his shoulders. Uh, I don't think he signed up to be a romantic lead. And that's why it never translated. And Um. (laughs) and that makes sense to me. Because, I mean, like I said last episode, there's actually, like, a very... There's a really strong, like queerness that I feel from this character that also never gets fully realized. And it's definitive and the queerness is definitively like in his performance. And it feels like it's just weird. The whole thing is weird. And I don't and know. I'm just gonna put that out here. I fully expect a character named Lucifer to be pansexual. Not yes. Because, not because I necessarily think that there's anything bad or demonic about that orientation, but because it is a complete opposite of the constraints of Abrahamic religions and the push to be heterosexual. Um, I don't understand why he wasn't getting around more. I don't understand why he didn't have more casual sex. I didn't want to understand why he didn't have more partners because the fact of the matter is lucifer's human form is ridiculously good looking he doesn't have to use his powers to get somebody in bed (laughs) right and yeah and like and exactly i hardcore agree with that that's something that really doesn't make sense to me like in the in the sort of idea of the show like i'm just like i would yeah i would totally like and like you said not because it's demonic or anything but because it is the complete inverse of the constraints of what we understand is like particularly like in the US, um, since we're, I think if you live in the US, you are inevitably culturally Christian, even if you don't practice Christianity, um, in the same manner that Spain is culturally Catholic. Mm-hmm. It's just the inverse of what we understand to be Christian as Christianity as defined for us mm-hmm. by the culture. So it makes sense to me that he's going to be the opposite of whatever those things are or those constraints of of that that I, um, idea is. And he's, like, hetero, and that doesn't make sense. Yeah, and, you know, here's the thing. If they just showed him being very, very interested in Chloe, but we had, like, some inkling about his former partners or anything like that, but, like, the only former partner we're aware of is Lilith, right? Another woman. And it's like, okay, um, I understand not wanting to make the show too graphic, but why does that mean that your lead has to be boring? Because right now, he's almost as pious as Jesus. And that doesn't make... Yeah, and like, and that's... And I think that, that was another, you know, there was a... That was one of my things about the show. Like, there had become my issues with, like, I think the end of season three is, like, there had become, like, a real boringness to the show that felt, like, criminal. Like, in TV, you know, I'm, or not in TV, but, like, I think in art in general, it's, like, if you're if you're going to be here, be here, but, like, don't be boring. You can be bad, but, like, boring is, like, being, wor- is worse than being bad. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with that. I'm going to have to agree with that. Um, as much as I, I, I went in on Gotham when we reviewed that show, I think that show, even though it did have boring moments, it went out of its way to not be boring. And I think the risk it kept taking to keep itself relevant is why Gotham had such a huge, uh, you know, fan base. 
But for me, Lucifer was just not hitting the marks that I expected to to feel um, when your lead is, you know, the ruler of hell. Um, they they really, and I feel like in the first season in particular, Lucifer was really infantilized as this like, you know, deep down inside, he's just this adolescent with daddy issues. And I'm just like, okay, can we have some fun though? <laughs> right. And like, it's like, okay, sure. That's like a, that's a, that's a, that's a angle. That's a frame that I don't necessarily hate. Um, but at the same time, like, yeah, like you said, but can we have some fun? Like what, there has to be something else. Um, and so, so yeah. So, but like I said, a lot of that's midgetated. I think those problems are still here through the run of the series, but they're, they're less so in these, these back seasons. So as we're sort of going through fourth season, the next, um, appearance, this, you know, prophecy or whatever, a a big part of this prophecy is, is like, the demons or like all the super baddies will be released um when like lucifer realizes i don't know his first love um and then enter eve then we Mm -hmm. enter eve so eve shows up uh from she has scooped out she's left heaven and come back to earth and i think it's interesting that both Lilith and Eve are white women, but that's not, that's neither here nor there. Um, but, uh, not sure how black people got here, but let's continue. Let's continue, child. Um, but, uh, Eve comes and she's played by, I don't know. I know the actress by face. This is the same actress who, was like the lead in Imposters, which is a really great little show if you haven't seen Imposters. Um, oh, her really... name is Inbar Lavi. Oh, Inbar Lavi. There you go. That's it's played by Inbar Lavi. Imposters is really great. The first season, anyway, is really great. If you haven't watched it, um, go watch it. The first season is really good. But she's doing, you know, she's supposed to be. Uh, Eve and you know she's come back to earth to really live life again and to feel it and to hook back up with Lucifer because you know she never thought that he was that bad of a dude she was kind of like fucking with him she was you know she was into it I mean everybody makes mistakes she made her share of mistakes too I mean all she did was eat some fruit technically but whatever (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) but whatever (laughs) <laughs> it's whatever. Um, I feel she probably feels like God was like super harsh on the both of them, and, <laughs> and that's how they bonded. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so she, she is. So she's back, and um, she's really the actress is really great. She's doing, although the actress is doing this weird baby voice thing, like sexy baby thing that I don't know if like I like or I really hate. <laughs> Is that her voice, like a Jennifer Tilly, or is she, like, putting that on? She's putting that on. Ugh, that's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, can't, I can't decide if I hate it or I love it, to be really real with you. I'm on the side of, like, I understand the point of it, but it does make me uncomfortable. I think that's where I am. 
Yeah. So I'm looking at these uh, pictures, too, of Lucifer and Eve side by side. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to hold y'all. These two look related. (laughs) They do. You know, they do look. I wasn't going to bring that up, but like they do look like they could be like cousins or something. It's giving fraternal twins to me. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's worse. I've actually met fraternal fraternal twins have been in my life my whole life. I know like four or five sets personally, and at least three of those sets don't even look as much alike as these two look alike. (laughs) That's crazy to me. Um, I I don't know what it's giving or if this is something that the show did intentionally. Oh, I hope not. I hope hope not. not. But then again, I don't know. White people in... uh incest lately have been having a really good run sad but true sad <laughs> like fun, but true <laughs> white writers and incest right now that lately have been really you know two peas in a pod those two for whatever really reason sad. yeah so eve comes back in the picture her and lucifer hook back up and he starts doubting the prophecy but by the end of the season he realizes uh, the no the, the original prophecy was correct chloe is his True first love, not Eve. That was just lust. And this is love. And Chloe is the real deal. And, you know, the coding of, you know, brunette, bad, blonde, good, and angelic is not lost on me here. I mean, At- same. Same. <laughs> and, and, it's and, it's, and it's kind of wild because I do think, like, Lucifer with Eve is fun. <laughs> like They're a power couple. Lean into it. Lean into it. Like, I mean, she's like, I, she, you know, she's down for the ride. Like, she, Eve is, um, <laughs> like, Chloe doesn't have you out here wearing assless chaps and throwing sex orgies. Like, that's over if you two get to- together. Like, that's never going to happen ever again. Yeah. And here's my thing. When Lucifer is in this debauchery mood, mode, he doesn't seem like he's over it, right? Like, if he'd given me a trope of, like, a pansexual, orgy-throwing, adrenaline junkie, you know, extreme sports-loving, hard drugs-taking Lucifer, who's just like, you know, I've, I've kind of been doing this shit for a few thousand years. I'm kind of over it now. That would have been one thing. <laughs> but you right. didn't give me that. You gave me this Lucifer that was always very anti these things, And, like, you know, word on the street is we send the worst types, like, God sends the worst type of people to hell. Are you telling me that the ruler of hell has a better moral compass than the people who are being penalized there? Right. I mean, I I guess if he is in charge of punishing them, but that just means you're good at torture, not necessarily, like, you're an arbiter of what's good and bad. Right, because he's supposed to be there as a form of punishment as well, like, lest we forget. Um, So that whole situation is very, very weird to me, because um, the the show doesn't go with the typical uh, Satan tropes. It kind of spins this narrative of, like, Lucifer was as much a prisoner of hell as all the people who were sent there. And, like, he's better than hell. And Chloe will redeem him. Which I don't think was properly executed, to be honest with you. 
Yeah, I think I think that's a fair thing to say. Um, I feel that that that's definitively definitively fair. Um, so yeah, so Chloe is his first love, but like we said, the prophecy is real. So when it goes down, he all the baddies of hell are released, and he does have to sort of you know, sacrifice himself and join them in hell to sort of join them in hell to to fix everything. Um, and that is where we end season four. So season four, I'm good, bad, or basic. Uh, season four's conclusion I thought was quite good. Probably a better closing than the three previous seasons. I liked how quick and concise it is. So just for that, I'm going to give it a good plus. What about you? I think it's good. I think I I'm giving it a solid good in comparison to the previous seasons um because I feel like they did a lot of things to make it better and that's always it's always respected from me. So that's my grade. Um so season 5, season 5 we open Lucifer has been gone. He's been doing other things. Yeah, he went um, back to hell, baby. Well, not other things, but, like, I other things in hell, I mean. But, like, he's been doing things in hell, and no one's really heard from him. And so something happens, and we see Lucifer on a boat, and Lucifer is seemingly back. Um, but he's not back. It He's... Drumroll... It's actually his twin brother, Michael. Yeah, so that was a... That's a twist, ain't it? I was just like, wow, look at... Uh, <laughs> um, that's interesting uh, that... Um, it's interesting... Well, first, it's interesting that, like, Mar- Michael... Because, like, it, that it's Michael of all people... Because uh, Michael is kind of like, um, Michael in the Bible at least, he's mentioned like three times. Because there are some angels that are like mentioned by name uh, in the Bible. And it's Michael, Gabriel, and somebody else. Right. But Michael in particular is like the person who um, is like, is usually like the intermediary between uh god and god's chosen people and he's also like you know he's like an advocate like of like he's always communicating god's like will or whatever Mm. but it's so it's interesting and also like michael's like instrumental in like revelation so it's interesting that he's michael of all people that michael and and lucifer are um twins but uh yeah, it's Michael, not Lucifer. And uh, it's very telenovela, the fact that they're twins. And I was like, okay, sure, let's let's do this. It's very telenovela. It's giving it's giving the kind of drama that I wanted back in season one. <laughs> right. It was a welcome shit. It was a welcome change, but like it is drama. <laughs> It's so dramatical. It, it, it this this and I'm gonna keep citing Jane the Virgin. Sorry, but it was like when we met uh, Petra's twin Aneshka. I was just like, what? Yes, <laughs> like what? <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so Lucifer's been gone for a couple of months, and Eve and Maze are now together, and they're, like, solving crimes together and just trying to fill the void. Because, you know, Lucifer and Maze were besties, right? They were homies for life. Um, he's gone back to hell, and she hasn't. Um, Amandiel has taken over the club, Lux, and he's trying to, like, get rid of, you know, that seedy element and trying to go after people who are dealing drugs in the club. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just trying to, everyone just trying to do the best they can in Lucifer's absence. So when, um, when, uh, when Michael shows up, it, it kind of rocks everybody's world. And you kind of, he talks to Lucifer, uh, he talks to Chloe and tells her that she's a gift from God. Um, and that's when Amandiel goes back to hell to retrieve Lucifer to come deal with his brother. Um, this causes a lot of attention. Chloe didn't know she was a gift from God. Lucifer confirms this. Uh, you kind of see her struggling and at odds, um, with being in love with Lucifer and also someone who looks exactly like him being a, a literal archangel there's a lot going on emotionally (laughs) right now (laughs) yeah so it's really really bad um uh and of course when lucifer comes back maze is really upset that he didn't take her back to hell with him um and you know well lucifer's like well if you really want to come back i mean dale could have taken you like, are you mad at me because I went back or are you mad at me because I didn't stay? Because the truth is, Maze really likes being on Earth and she really likes being a bounty, bounty hunter. So uh, I think she was just mad because, you know, her 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 BFF um, was gone for, for that period of time. Um, I believe. Does their mom make another appearance this season? Um, not that I can remember. Yeah, I can't honestly remember either. Um, the the season is, like, more, uh, at least, like, in my purview. It's going with, it's so, the season is, like, the, it's kind of following what happened, like, the story in, in the Bible and the Quran, in that Michael is Lucifer's twin and he's an archangel, but, like, Michael, in book the book of Revelation, the whole thing is, like, Michael and Lucifer, like, battle it out Mm. um and that's what happens is that michael takes his this like wrongdoing or in like the fight against evil like super seriously and so um in lucifer michael and lucifer essentially are battling it out for for dominance michael sort of believing that lucifer doesn't need to be on earth again um, because, like, he did a bad thing, he should be in hell, that's where he belongs, and that he's getting off easy by n- being up here. So, essentially, the season ends with Michael, with, you know, Team Lucifer, which is Chloe and Amandale and Matt Mays and everybody going up against Michael, which is, you know, Michael and some people. And so they they fight it out, and Lucifer, of course, 
prevails and, and yeah. Michael is defeated. Michael is really giving kiss-ass vibes the entire season. Like, okay, we get it. You're God's favorite. That's cute. Like, enjoy being the favorite. Stop being a busybody for once. Um, but no, he has to prove a point. Um, this is also the season where Chloe and Lucifer finally have sex. And I feel like it's worth noting that we are five seasons and seven episodes deep before this happens. It was very, like, when it happens, at least for me, it was very underwhelming. So, It is very underwhelming. The aftermath is actually much more fun, where she kind of takes Lucifer's mojo. Oh, yeah, that's fun. Neat. That's fun, but yeah, the the actual get together was very underwhelming. I've n- it's I'm not gonna say anticlimactic. It just felt very. It was giving hundredth time we've hooked up and not first time we've hooked up. Yeah, and like I said, they're like not. They feel weird. These two feel weird to me as like a romantic couple. Like I don't I don't particularly buy it, but um, sure, fine. So, season five. Season five for you. Good, bad, or basic? I was going to give it a basic if it had not been for the back half of season five. Because season five was split into uh, two sets of eight. And uh, at the back half, Lucifer like is basically like campaigning for the job of God. <laughs> right. And I thought that was a cute twist. So just off that and the Michael stuff alone, I'm going to give this one a good as well. What about you? Yeah, I think this is like, um, I feel like this for me is like a basic. It was like, like, it was fine. It was just fine. I don't know that like, it was like good. Like, I was like, ooh, that's a good season. I was like, eh, it's fine. I don't hate it. <laughs> right, same. Um, so season six, we're back to 10 episodes. It's our final season. Uh, um, and you know, Chloe and Lucifer are definitely a thing now. And we kind of open up the way that we opened up, you know, seasons one and two with this, like these kind of one-off police procedurals, Lucifer and Chloe, um, are, are witnesses to a murder. Um, that's interesting. Um, meanwhile, Eve and Mays uh, prepare to go to hell. Um, and uh, they're a couple now, by the way. I don't think I clarified this in season five, but Mays and Eve become a, a, a couple by the end of season four. So um, when they get back together again, they become engaged in this season, in season six. And when they go back to hell together, they find some some uh, female angel sitting on the throne. She's taken up Lucifer's spot. Da da da, da da da. Indeed, um, because apparently he might not want that job, but lots of people want that job. <laughs> right. You know that's what I'm saying. I feel like. I guess it's better to punish than to be punished. Yeah. So that that's that feels uh, correct. But this season is sort of um, uh, this season. Season six is is essentially just like running out the clock, right? Season six going in like 
the the show knows it's the final season. I think Netflix at the end of season five announced that this is going to be their final season. So they're figuring out the show's essentially figuring out how to wrap up this story. And um, as you can guess, it is really just a countdown of everybody going to hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and and yeah, that's what it is. It's a count. I don't remember like why everyone's going to. Hell. It's just because like it's over. Like I think it's the apocalypse or something. Yeah. Um. Uh, Lucifer is postponing becoming God. Um, that's a thing, and like taking up the God role. But while he's postponing that. There's no real ruler of heaven, and he's abdicated his throne in hell. So there's no real ruler in hell, and he's bringing forth the apocalypse because he's caused instability in both realms. I was about to say, like the shit is like you know the shit is deeply off its axis. Like plus he's on Earth, which he has no business being, which is causing instability in this realm as well. <laughs> I was about to say, it's like you know part of why all this works is because everybody seems like they're unreachable. <laughs> Right. Like, if you had just stayed in your lane, we could have just kept that balance and kept things going, right? I'm going to reference that Greek mythology again of, you know, Zeus, Poseidon, Hades, you know, uh, the heavens, the seas, the underworld. Everybody stays in their designated lane and we, you know, we keep things going. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to we're going to get on this train and we're going to go. But yeah. there. So that's that. So he's so they're running out the clock of like what. Um, uh, but before they leave and, you know, I think for the most part, it's just a, like, it's, you know, this is for the fans, right? He mm-hmm. sings another last song. There's a musical number, the, the one, the numbers that I always hate. There's a big musical number. Amandil looks like he's, uh, trying to do, he's going to figure out heaven and Lucifer, uh, his rightful place in hell. Everybody sort of ends on a... Lucifer, for the most part, is a happy show, so everybody ends on a happy note. Mm-hmm. And that, like, Lucifer and Chloe are together. Um, Miss Lopez is kind of happy. Amandale is happy. Um, and everyone, you know ends in like a really great way and that's right we do get some warnings though like we find out the angel who's sitting on lucifer's throne in hell is actually his daughter rory short for aurora and that she's lucifer and chloe's daughter um from the future and apparently uh their parenting left much to be desired she's upset at her father um and we kind of get like these little these little seeds of maybe the show desperately angling for a spinoff. I don't know. <laughs> um, that all is not peaches and, and cream and sunshine and roses. Yeah. And there's like a whole plot with her. Which and I thought was like- interesting that uh, their child would be an angel because aren't like the the children like aren't you like ha- aren't they like half angel the ones the because Chloe's not an angel so I don't know how they no kind of, but like they didn't they give like she's like she's some sort of special designation 
she's not human, quite all human either. Wasn't that that that's like the whole thing is like she's a gift from God or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Right. Chloe's a gift from God. But you're I right. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I keep forgetting that plot point because every time I I heard it on the show, I kind of rolled my eyes. Same. I, I did too. But like, and I think you're right. They don't really make the parameters of what that means clear. Like, but I guess. So I'm grasping it. Did that make her existing child special in some way, like Beatrice? Yeah. You know, listen, we're just doing things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the show's just, like, throwing shit together and is like, let's hope for the best. Um, But yeah, for the most part, everybody gets their little happily ever after on Lucifer. Um, Maze and Eve get, get their wedding everything's really really chill um uh um uh, uh we find out that you know even though lucifer had been blaming himself this whole time which he is partially to blame that their siblings were actually messing with people's prayers and were causing the world to end um as a means of like rooting him out and and sending him back to hell so I mean, it kind of sucks being the black sheep of your family, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, listen, they they ultimately avert the apocalypse and Lucifer, like, stays on Earth and they fix shit. And um, he becomes a therapist, which doesn't really feel like the smartest of things, but fine. Yeah, Mendel becomes a therapist and he starts therapizing people in hell. Oh, like, I mean... yeah. Um, I, I saw that Lucifer became a therapist. I don't think... Oh, um, no, 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 no. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, Lucifer I was like... It's a therapist now, and Amendiel is the new god. Yeah, Amendiel um, is god. And he takes Chloe to hell to reunite her with Lucifer. I mean, that's a way to live. It's giving me Hades and Persephone vibes. Yes. Um, But uh, Lucifer's a therapist. He's redeeming the lost souls, which I actually think is a... Of all the tropes... Of all the the tropes that they they evaded and all the ways they tried to make this Lucifer new and different, this is probably one of the only ones that I like. That these people in hell are not completely irredeemable, and they're not beyond saving just because they're dead. <laughs> and if their souls are still intact, then there's still a way to reach them. I actually like this idea of Lucifer being a therapist. I don't like the idea that people in hell have better mental health services than people on Earth. <laughs> That's but like, I yeah, <laughs> but I do like the idea of Lucifer being a therapist. I thought that was cool. Yeah, and then that's so. Then that's the season, and then that's the series. It's season. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's the series. That's that's season six. So, season six, good, better, basic. I mean, in a lot of ways, it was mad corny, but in, corny in the way that I like. So I'm going to give it a good, maybe a good minus, but a good. Not as good as season four, but it's good. I like the wedding. I like the Chloe and Lucifer reunion in hell. I like Lucy becoming a therapist. Uh, I like his brother becoming God. I like, uh, you know, being promoted to God. I like all of it. I dig it. Same. I'm going to hit it at a good minus. I think it's like, I think... The story had finally run out, I think, and they honored that. I think they, you know, did what they needed to do for the fans, and that was cool. And I think that's all you can ask for. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, 
I'm not going to lie to you. I look, I still, for the life of me, can't remember a single major plot point in seasons two and three. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying give the show a redo or a reboot, but no. if you ever did, you can go ahead and leave that out. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think, you know, I think this is show is fine. And I think, I think the show is fine. That's it. That's what I think. The show is fine. It's fine. It's good for what it is. It doesn't need to do or be anything more than exactly what it is. Yeah, same. Um, It was nice to see Brianna Hildebrand on this show because she kind of popped up and I started seeing her everywhere on Netflix. Um, So it was nice to see her sort of uh, Netflix series origin story. Folks, is everything that we think made the back half of Lucifer good, bad, basic, and sinful. If you'd like to check out this series, Lucifer is currently streaming on Netflix. If you've enjoyed this episode of The Good, The Bad, The Basic, be sure to share it with your friends. If you're a patron, uh, be sure to check out our Lucifer playlist if you haven't already. And with that, we conclude our Heroes and Legends season. And it's time for me to announce my hiatus from the good, the bad, the basic. Life is demanding my attention at the moment, so I will be taking a break from GBB, but Alex will continue to release episodes with special guests in my absence. It's been an honor covering the last 13 seasons with her and bringing these episodes to our listeners. Thank you for tuning in. The good, the, yeah, Emma's uh, executive producing her own very special project that she's, <laughs> uh, that will be here soon. And I'm so excited and so happy for her. And yeah, uh, the episode, uh, the new episodes are going to take a different format. Uh, we're not going to be discussing TV in the way that you guys are used to, but, um, I hope you, but we will be discussing all things, television, movies, music, and pop culture. And so watch this space. And I hope you guys, uh, like uh, the new stuff that we've got going on. Um, The Good, The Bad, The Basic is currently streaming on all major podcast platforms, so be sure to tune in into our regular weekly episodes on the go. Leave us a review on your preferred platform and share our weekly episodes on your social media. Please follow us at The Good, The Bad, The Basic on Twitter and at Good, Bad, Basic Pod on Instagram to get in on our daily content. Also, be sure to follow our SoundCloud page, The Good, The Bad, The Basic, where all of our weekly episodes debut. Until next time, everyone. Bye.